0: Hey everyone, welcome to the show, welcome back, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are back from previous episodes, I appreciate the hell out of you, especially while I'm trying to find my feet in these early days. I want to apologise if there's any background noise, I'm uh, I'm getting tipped in work at the minute and there's a little faultless truck driver buzzing around outside my window. Uh, well, I'm going to persevere though, he keeps putting me off, this is like the fourth time I've started this stupid podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah, welcome back. So, I uh, have had a couple of days off work. I'm back at it now. It's It was Mother's Day over the weekend here in the UK, and I've been dieting like a demon for the last month. I've lost a stone just by watching what I eat. And uh, the weight loss was kind of slowing down, so I was looking forward to uh, a nice nice cheap meal, you know, trying to get myself out of uh, this bit of a rot, get things moving again. So we had a, a KFC, and we bought some Mother's Day cakes which were amazing. I think anything's amazing when you've been eating nothing but uh, chicken and rice and broccoli for the last month. So (laughs) anything with sugar in it's fantastic. Um, I've got to say that I've not exactly been abstaining from sugar. I've, I've tried to make it so that I'm not saying no to any food. I don't want to restrict myself in any way. I've just got to track it you know basically make sure i'm within my calories i'm not not too worried about macros all that much just as long as i'm in my calories i um you know it's common sense when you look at it that way i mean i could eat that mars bar but i've got to look at that and think well that's that's a pretty expensive bit of food that calorie wise i have that then there's not a lot of room for much else later on down the line so i best i best not have that too often you know i best 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 make room for that if i want that plan around it um so yeah we, we got the uh got the kfc and smash that smash the cakes and uh, smash the parceling after that <laughs> things got moving again and uh just just dumped two, two, two pounds overnight pretty much it's incredible and now I'm, I'm way back on my way sorry i got a bit graphic there but you know i like to be honest <laughs> So yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that's been happening as well. Not just like Mother's Day. There's been uh, all kinds going down all over the place. But the uh, the Sir Saga is uh, continuing with uh, more 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 problems. The um, the vigils went ahead, and there was clashes with the police, and the police are now under fire for. Clashing with women who were protesting the murder of a woman by a policeman. So you can kind of see how that might have gone down over the weekend. Uh, There's been conversations had everywhere, all over the media, about this kind of stuff. And, you know, is it right? Is it wrong? Uh, Are women safe on our streets? Are they not? Yeah, you know, I've I've gone over this in detail in the past couple of couple of podcasts. I've since like worked it out in my head. I've said it out loud, again and again and again. I'm trying to figure out where I stand on the the whole thing. I can't really say that I've heard a good argument to sway my opinion. To be perfectly honest, I mean, I do believe that within Western society we have fooled ourselves into believing that we are safe, that uh, we are above all this stuff, all the crime and the the violence. And that we should be able to just walk the streets at night perfectly safe. We're in some kind of utopic utopia. I, we're really not. We're just, just tricked into thinking that way. The the monsters are out there still. It's We really do need to be taking precautions if we're going out into public spaces alone. Um, I mean, I go running at night when I, I finish work. If I finish early enough, around about 2, 3 a.m. ish. And I don't wear headphones because I want to be able to hear if anyone's around me. If there's anybody up ahead down the path, you know, I'll I'll stick to the streets. I won't go down any canal paths or fields or anything like that. Um, it, it's just making sure you're safe. It's knowing who's around. And I am always on guard, especially when i got my, my son with me. I'm, I'm constantly looking at who's around me and, you know, what they're up to. Do I like the, the vibe they're giving off? um you know it's, it's just something we need to be aware of as i said you don't need to google too hard to find that men are attacked more than women in this country we're, we're the victims of violent attacks and oh, i think we're two-thirds more likely to be murdered than a woman is which kind of makes you wonder why it's the murder of this woman that's, that's sparked this whole movement um, we've had all kinds going on though haven't we we've had like Me Too and things like that they've been around this kind of stuff and uh, it leads to a lot of signalling online and that's one of the things I kind of wanted to get onto with this podcast just to kick it off really is uh, is virtue signalling it's it's rife it's everywhere and I think that social media has kind of led to that a lot in a lot of ways people just they love the one-upmanship and it's you know, you, you, you get out there early, you get out there hard with that woke comment, you you get everybody applauding you. Well done, well said you. And really they're thinking, shit, I wish I'd have said that first. I can't believe you beat me to it. <laughs> you know, I think that way too. I, aren't we so progressive? Aren't we great? You know, fuck all these bigots. And it, it it's that kind of vibe that's been going on on the internet it's leading to to these kind of problems in the real world these these vigils and a lot of it's not based on on anything Uh, there's people showing up to these vigils that are there just to argue with the police just to clash with them you you see them they they seek them out they're screaming in the faces there was a video of a woman hitting a police van you know just walked up to it and and threw a brick at it and then ran away What's that doing? What's that got to do with anything? You know, it's it's no wonder there was clashes. And it's it's all down to people online saying, well, yes, this has happened to me, and this has happened to me, and uh, glorifying the victim. And I mean, I'm not saying you should demonise the victim by any means, but this victimisation culture, this uh, this woke culture, it, it... virtue signaling you know i'm i'm progressive i'm on your side it leads that it leads down the road to this this is how black lives matter blew up with the uh the george floyd riots and it, it's I, I think we're going to see a lot more of this further down the line i think everybody's just on edge waiting to go and the more we virtue signal in this way the more the worse it's going to get not entirely sure i've i've said that the best way <laughs> not uh, not made that the clearest um i was looking at something it was a video of uh i think the the fitness fitness professional michael herney shared it it was a a man who was trying to drive into a parking space and this asian lady i think she was like chinese origin she came running up from behind him and stood in the parking space. And he's, he's leaning out the window and saying to her, "What's going on? What, what are you doing?" She said, "Oh, this is my space." He's like, "What do you mean it's your space?" She said, "It's my space. I'm, I'm saving it." He's like, "Well, where's your car?" And she points, and it's behind him in the queue. And uh, she's literally seen him about to drive into this space. Leapt out of hers and going to jump into the space so he can't get in it, just to, to reserve it. For for whoever was driving the car, you know, she just stood there like, and he's put his hand on his horn, and she just turned her back to him and ignored him, and just just would not get out of that space. <laughs> Obviously, she's in the wrong there. That was his space. She's behind him. She needs to go and find another one. But the comments in the the comments section were all all on the driver's side, like you know, oh, I'd have stayed there all day. I'd have done this. I'd have done that. There was nothing remotely anything to do with race, and then this one guy just shares, saying, "Shame on you, Mike, for uh, for posting this. The the Asian community in America are already facing extra um, hate from from everyday folk, and you share something like this. This is only going to make it worse." And yeah, you, know, you got the usual. There's the people going on saying, "Oh." do one will you because it's just stinks of self-virtue and uh, (laughs) and there was somebody else who piped in there saying oh well said you you're welcome at my dinner table anytime beers and all and the guy (laughs) comes back saying oh it'd be an honor it'd be an honor to eat at your dinner table and drink beers Uh, it's just so self-flatellating you know you kind of get the feeling that they're going to gather around each other and sniff each other's farts like oh God gourmet perfect you know <laughs> it's uh it's that um south Park episode come to come to life hasn't it with the uh the, the prius drivers farting into a cup and sniffing the cup <laughs> i have no idea how they write that show i really don't i suspect it's taken a a few herbs and a few mushrooms and just sitting around in a room and seeing what comes to them. but uh, it, it's what it's sickening to see it really when you see that kind of thing. you just it's so tiring, it's exhausting but that's gonna lead down the line eventually when there's some kind of hate crime committed against somebody of Asian origin. Where people are jumping out and they're protesting and saying, "Look, we said, you know, it, we're all together." It, it just builds up and builds up, and I think that's one of the places that it's stemming from virtue signaling online, because we we know online behaviour. It seems to be bleeding into real life at the minute. Like people are behaving like they're on Twitter, especially the politicians and all kinds. It's it's getting a little a little crazy, really, a little weird. So. Uh, yeah, I just for me social media. You want to stay off it as much as possible. You know, I, I look at Instagram. I share a few things to Instagram. It's it's fun. You know, it's it's nice. There's some nice pictures on there. Some funny people on there. I like to to watch. Um, Facebook. I literally I post pictures and go. It's it's for my family that. It's for my family to see see what I'm getting up to and my grandson and stuff. A grandson, their grandson, my son. Just to, you know, keep keep them in the loop. Really, I can go on there and see see what we're doing. I, I won't use it otherwise. Uh, I mean, it's barely even me posting the pictures anyway. I just take the pictures and send them off to to Sophie and just say, hey, uh, put put them online for us. I don't I don't want to know anything. I don't want the notifications. I don't want a thing. I just just want to get on with the we're living in the real world. To be to be quite frank, which is is getting a little. A little weirder and weirder, isn't it, speaking of weird, I was mentioning in the last podcast how I, uh, I had a a little bit of a belief in aliens, <laughs> you know, I kind of do, a segue there, how's that, uh, professional coming in there, I'm, uh, I'm learning, um, yeah, I mentioned I had like a bit of a belief in aliens, I'm like 99.9%, even more so nowadays. With some of the stuff that's been going on out there, and uh, people think I'm nuts when I talk about this stuff. I'm always sharing any bits of of news about them I can get my hands on. <laughs> well, I, I like to leave that 0.1% there, just for a bit of uh, bit of bullshit, really, just just in case. But uh, there's some very compelling stuff out there. I mean, if you really look at it, I mean, I always everybody everybody uses the the example of Commander David Fravor, um U.S. Air Force pilot, who's very credible witness He's the kind of guy they they went to him to defend Los Angeles of the nine eleven attacks you know so he's a very down-to-earth guy He's a trustworthy guy and uh, he's on a training mission one day let's see if I can say this without messing it up he's on a on a training mission one day and uh, he he gets a call from his his ship the uh, HMS Nimitz I believe is it, is it HMS if it's American I don't even know what stands for. HMS, what does that stand for? I thought it was Her Majesty's Service. It's probably not HMS then, it's probably... Oh, but the USS Walnut. U- USS? USS Nimitz? It shows <laughs> what an expert as I am right now. Uh, yeah, whatever it is, it's the Nimitz. That's the name of the ship, the Nimitz. And they gets a call off them and they say, hey, listen what kind of weapons have you got on board you're playing it says well it's a training exercise i don't really have any i said oh right okay uh well listen change your plans we wanted to go and check out this this anomaly that we've seen off the uh off the coast we're picking up on on radar uh there's something that's dropping down from eighty thousand feet above sea level to one foot below sea level in in less than a second we've we're not got a clue what this thing is we've been seeing it for the last like two weeks or so it's we just like you to go and see if you can get eyeballs on it just see see what it is it, you know, a little sign note there about the radar system the radar only goes up to 80,000 feet so it's more than likely that this thing is plummeting down from above that it's probably coming down from outer space down to like a foot below the, the surface of the ocean in less than a second, it's, it's insane the speed it's doing so he, he goes out there to this, uh, he, he abandons his original vector for this training exercise and he goes down to, to where they've sent him and uh, it's a perfect day perfect blue water blue sky and it's because of that he manages to see this thing he looks out his window and he sees a bit of uh, breakwater in the ocean like the waves are lapping up against something it's like what what's that so they, they fly down towards it to take a closer look and they see something i think it says it's about the size of a, a, a boeing 747 it's like a in the shape of a tic tac completely white and it's seems to be vibrating over the water and there's something in the water that's causing the waves to to hit it and cause the whitewash and that's the only reason why he managed to see it so he says to his wingman listen i'm going to go down there i'm going to get a closer look and see where i can see what this thing is and he 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 puts it as in like a clock so he's there at six and that thing's up at 12 and he starts circling around and down you know seven eight nine ten working his way down from ...however many feet they were up in the air... ...down to close to this thing... ...and he says this thing... ...starts to turn and look at him... ...and it's following him... ...around... ...and he tries to catch it on radar... ...and it actively jams his radar... ...which is like a... a, a ...act of war... ...you know you're not supposed to do that... ...so... ...you know you're thinking... ...well what, what the hell is this thing... ...and he gets closer and closer... And he gets to a certain point, and the thing just vanishes, it's gone. And he calls up to his wingman, who's been up there watching everything, saying, like, where is it? I can't see it anymore. And she just goes, it's, it's gone. So they contact the Nimitz, and they say, like, yeah, whatever that thing was, it's gone. And the Nimitz get back to them and say, yeah, it reappeared at your original vector. Like, where he was supposed to go for the training exercise. Now, he says that he felt like uh, goose goosebumps at the back of his neck. You know, like something running up the back of his neck. And he kind of thought, well, what was that? How could they know that? He suspects that it might have been some kind of mind-reading thing that they, they looked through his mind, and they just popped up there and said, ah, look what we can do. You know, you don't impress us. So... They go back to the ship because they're running low on fuel. And then the next team goes out there and they say, like, well, what was it? And they say, I don't know. I've not got a clue. It's, you know, big. It's about, uh, what what would you say, 20 to 40 feet long, circular. It's completely smooth. It's white. There was no windows. It was blocking his radar. And this guy says, this next pilot says, well, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to try and catch it. I'm going to get it on video. And sure enough, he does. And you can see that video if you go onto YouTube under the Tic Tac Tic Tac video well, there's a few different ones that they've got since then like the, the Go Fast and the, the Gimbal the Go Fast shows that this thing's screeching across the ocean floor at insane speeds and you can hear the uh, the pilots in the background saying like oh, look at this thing it's screaming it's... what is it? it's moving so fast and the Gimbal one it shows one of these craft just spin so it's belly up and start moving that way. Uh, it seems just to be defying aerodynamics. Just, just a really odd phenomenon. And they've been seeing these things all over. There's stories of them. Um, like you hear the the recordings where they're saying there's a fleet of them down there. Look at them. There's like a big one and there's smaller ones going behind it in like the shape of a flying V, like a, like what birds would do. Uh, there's no no sign of any kind of propellant you know like uh, exhaust or anything like that so you know they don't really know how this thing's working so i mean like D- david fravery is like the the one that everyone likes to bring up saying like well there's something definitely going on out there i mean the us air force have since come out saying like look these things are out there we don't know what they are just be careful we don't want you crashing into one of them so <laughs> it, it, it baffles me that we're not actually looking into it more really trying to figure out what these things are so, you know, I mean, I always say to people, look, give me 20, 30 minutes and I can probably bring you around to my way of thinking about this, that there's a very good chance, there's very credible evidence, a very good chance that it is real what's going on. And I think we're not far off finding out, to be honest with you. The, the sighting seems to be increasing and I think we're, they're just kind of easing us into something really. Uh, I mean, that's how I do it if there was some kind of creature that we were so far in advanced and we could do all this amazing stuff I think that we'd just give them glimpses of us we'd like to ease our ourselves into the. well I'd like to think that's what we did do. I mean, we didn't didn't really do that with the Native Americans did we which is uh, yeah that didn't end too well but who knows maybe these things have different uh, different motives than us than ...money and capitalism and all this stuff... ...and, and land grabbing... ...all this, this gross stuff that humans do... ...so... ...yeah I mean they've just been... ...popping up all over the place... ...I mean these I, one example... ...I always go to Bob Lazar as well... ...I said he was saying stuff in the 80s... ...which has since... ...rung truer and truer... I mean, ...he said he was uh ...he was a nuclear scientist... ...and he put a, a jet engine in his Honda and he was driving around his hometown with this souped up Honda with a jet engine and he got contacted by somebody off the military who said like hey, why don't you come and work for us and they took him into a S4 which is a, a little offshoot from Area 51 and he said when he went in there he saw that they had nine different craft of unknown origin but well, it, it says unknown he, uh, he got a, a folder was debriefed him about all the kind of stuff that they had there, and it says that one of them they found in an archaeological dig. So some of these things are old, and one of them it says that they, found, they, they think they believe it's from Zeta Reticuli, a part of area of the sky called Zeta Reticuli. Now that I'll come back in in a second. Just remember that Zeta Reticuli. It does say that he thinks that a lot of it was misinformation. So if you ever went public with it, the the guys over at S-Focus say, well, he's talking nonsense. Look at this. Obviously, this isn't true. Look, we can prove it. And it'll kind of knock your whole their arguments out of the way. It'll uh, what's, the, what's, what's the word of you? Decrediting someone. Ah, oh, you know what I mean. So, he goes to work and he says, like he was working on the engine, the, the power that these things run on. And he said it was some kind of some kind of device where if you put a voltage to it it started to create something called element 115 and element 115 is artificial gravity and it uses this gravity it surrounds the ship in the bubble of this gravity so the user inside they're not going to feel any kind of inertia or anything and this this ship is free to just move at insane speeds The distance becomes uh, what would the word be it doesn't become an issue distance doesn't become an issue you know you can you can be anywhere you want in the blink of an eye because with gravity we know it's it's the one thing using Einstein's law it's the one thing that can actually travel faster than light light and time will bend around this thing and he, he theorises that that's why when David Fravor saw the tic-tac and it was vibrating it was actually looking at some kind of time dilation it was the gravity that was around it was shifting the air making it seem like it was vibrating when it really wasn't um but yeah i know everyone was saying it's crazy there's no such thing as element 115 i mean this was in the 80s and recently i don't know if it was like 2014 or so we've discovered element 14, uh, 115 the only trouble is it's not stable. We can't stabilize it. Now, this device could. It was perfect in this this device. It, it will just, you know, and if we can figure that thing out, that's free energy. That's So I, if the US government does have it, they're working towards that. They're going to have tanks that's just impervious. The bullets cannot reach them because the gravity is going to be pushing everything away. You know, it, it's game over basically. Whoever cracks this this technology, they win. So uh, it's no wonder the US government might be, if they have it, will be keeping it uh, under wraps, trying to keep it quiet. And who's to say like other countries don't have it? You know, just who's to say other countries don't have the ships? The one thing I always get about the ships is like the Roswell, the crash and stuff. If these beings are out there, how is it that they've travelled across the the universe only to crash when they get to us? I can't, I can't wrap my head around that one. The only thing I could think is that maybe it's uh, on purpose. And that they're leaving this wreckage for us to find and to advance our civilization, And just to, to give us little clues that they're there before they make the big reveal. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it, it's a theory. It's a theory. I mean, the theory about us is that they've come down in the past and, and messed with our ancestors and got us moving evolving faster than what we normally would have because the the human brain size it, it more than doubled over the space of two million years or something like that and it's got scientists baffled they haven't got a clue what happened so maybe maybe uh, we were messed with i mean we mess with other animals don't we i mean look what we do to dogs <laughs> we turned a wolf into a, a chihuahua that's uh that's insane so who knows but yeah, so Bob he, he says about this element one fifteen, and he says that the U.S. government they have working craft and they take them out on test flights all the time. So he knows how they work, and he says what some of them do is they spin, so they fly belly up just like the gimbal video, which is a little, a little eerie. Really, um, kind of leads a little bit of credibility to Bob's story. Seeing and because he, he was saying that in the eighties, and now. I can't remember when they got the video of this stuff, this gimbal video. You can find it all on YouTube anyway, You're just searching like UFO uh, gimbal video. I'm sure you'll see it. Um, but yeah, it's there. It's kind of leaves a bit more credibility to his story as far as I'm concerned. And then the, the other one that I tend to go to is Barney and Betty Hill. They were the original abduction case in America in uh, the 1950s. Um, which is a all these UFO sightings and abduction stories kind of went into overdrive in the 1950s. So was a little bit after we set off the the atomic bomb in Hiroshima. Um, the theory is that we did that, and then these aliens were playing, paying close attention to us. Like, whoa, these these uh, weird monkeys are up to something. Let's let's go have a look. So um, yeah, so. Betty and Banniel, uh, interracial couple in the 50s, which is... It, it had only just been legalised that it was illegal to be a black man and a white woman, or a white man and a black woman or whatever, in, uh, in the 1950s and be a, an item, be a, a marriage. You couldn't do it. So, you know, th- this is like... They're not really going to want much attention going their direction, are they? And they come up with this story, they're saying, like, that they were taken, a ship just appeared out of nowhere, which... You know, there's a lot like what David Fravor was saying about what Bob are. Is how they work there's no exhaust, there's no sound it just appears it's the it's hovering over them and they said they tried to get away and the next thing they know a couple of hours have gone by the shoes are on the wrong feet, the shirts are untouched you know, things like that, they were just put back together a little hazardly, haphazardly and uh, one of the things that I talk about with that story is that Betty, when well, she went under hypnosis, says that she saw a star chart on the wall, like a, a map of the stars, and it had this uh, this pattern on the. And she, funny she, she says to one of the aliens, so she remembers saying to one of the aliens, "Can I have that?" And the alien was going to give it to him, get, get, give it to her, excuse me. And another alien came over and told that one off. and said, "Like no." <laughs> in whatever language it is they use, and I don't know. Uh, this is just something that I have read, you know, a little thing. But the, the important thing is she remembered that pattern, and when they, they drew it out, apparently it's the uh, constellations around Zeta Reticuli, just like in Bob Lazar's story. So that was in the 50s. In the 80s, Bob Lazar mentioned Zeta Reticuli. He mentions about the way that these things work, about the gimbals and all that kind of stuff. And then David Fravor and the US military are starting to catch them on... on um, Footage, footage of them on the radar, of the uh, the top of the range cameras. So yeah, I mean, it, when I said I believe in aliens, um, and that, that it's that kind of stuff, and there's all kind, there's loads more stuff if you delve into it. You just gotta delve through all the the crap, really, because there is an awful lot of of weirdos out there. Oh yeah, I was abducted by aliens and they they probed me. Sure, yeah, okay. You know, there's that much of that out there. That it kind of makes you look at all the other stuff, even the credible stuff, and go, "Oh, you loon." So, <laughs> I mean, the, the most recent one uh, that I've seen was there was a a pilot of a commercial airline, and he got on the radio and he said, "Listen, I hate to say this, but something's just flown over my head. You know, he's up sixty thousand feet in the air, or whatever it is they fly." And he's doing 500 mile an hour, and this thing just shot past him. He said it was a cylindrical shape. Um, He thought it might have been a missile. Uh, The U.S. military, everything's looked into it. They said, oh, there's no missiles, nothing up there at that time. But he he literally said he saw it fly over his head. So that was the most recent one. The one before that was the Hawaii uh, sighting of the UFO. There was thousands of people that saw this thing flying over the, the sky in Hawaii, you know, so yeah, i 99.9% sure there is something there. I, I really want to uh, to believe, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm waiting for them to step out the shadows and say, Hey, we're here, uh, we're coming peace, or whatever it is they're going to say. Uh, and before I'm going to commit 100%, I need that hard evidence. But there's a lot of very, very compelling stuff out there. So, um, so yeah, you know, I just thought I'd lay that out there in case you thought it was some kind of nutcase <laughs> you know, There's some pretty compelling evidence behind my reasoning for this so uh, Yeah, I just thought I'd fire this out quick uh, While I'm, I'm on my break again up here in, in Scotland Um, I think I'm gonna leave it there to be honest with you. It's it's oh god. I've done a good good half hour there Yeah, it's, it is coming along i'm getting more and more comfortable doing this and uh i've just got to work on the content to be perfectly honest with you because i'm all over the place i really am um and i am aware of it i am trying to get better uh trying to organize my thoughts better and talk about like interesting fun stuff i know for the last three episodes i've ta- <laughs> talked about the um the current murder case that's going on over here in the uk uh it's just interesting to me that's all it's just the social aspect of it there's the um the virtue signaling and the 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 violent clashes and just the the hijacking of horrific, horrific incidents, the hijacking it and politicizing it and using it as a a baseball bat to, to beat down anybody that opposes the views. How dare you say this, that you, you must be in favor of this. No, I'm not in favor of anything. You know, you coming out, you come coming, people are entering into conversations and entering into things with the worst mindset that they're wanting to be upset about things. Uh, I think that's just the way this leads. We, we need to be more positive about things. We need to go into conversations with people in good faith. You know, we want to think that they are, you know, they've got the best intentions, not the worst intentions. So, yeah, anyway, I'm going to sign off. Thanks for all for listening. I hope this has been a bit of a a more fun one with the alien side of things. (laughs) And uh, hopefully I'll see you again soon. Bye.